0: High atop the imaginary mountain, this is WCBD.
1: From the Leaker Brothers Plumbing and Heating, High School Football Coaches Show for Adams County. Adams Memorial Hospital is one of our host sponsors, along with uh, breakfast being served by West End Restaurant this morning. Our sponsors are Minds Eye Graphic, Adams Woods Crest, and Graber Insurance. I'm Rex Brewer, and last night, uh, fans, if you turned in tuned in and listened to uh, our game of the week, Dave Nathan and I covered the. Uh, South Adams versus Winchester game, and South Adams was a winner in that game uh, by a score of forty-one to eight. Uh, Adam Central went up and took on Fremont, and they were winners by a score of uh, forty-two to twelve. Other area games in Fort Wayne: Carroll was a forty-eight to fourteen winner over Bishop Lures. Central Noble was a twenty-seven to fourteen winner over West Noble. Columbus City thirty-eight, Chabasco zero. Angola was a winner 55-18 over DeKalb. Concordia took out Southside 37-0. Northside defeated Snyder in a kind of an upset, uh, 47-17. Northrop was a 25-21 winner over Homestead. Bishop Twinger was a 35-12 winner over Wayne. Eastside took out Heritage 49-7. Norrell f- defeated Jay County 42-0. New Haven <clears throat> defeated Garrett 47-21. Left end was a 25 to 13 winner over Northfield. East Noble defeated Plymouth 31 to zero. Whitco defeated Prairie Heights 22 to 20 in an overtime game, first game of the season. Warsaw defeated Huntington North 42 35 in a high-scoring event. Uh, 43, 42 to zero was a score between Wawasee over Lakeland. Um, Leo defeated Woodland by a score of 50 to zero. Once again, we're on the uh, leaky Brothers Plumbing and Heating Adams County High School Football Coaches Show. We are. Uh, New location for our breakfast this year is at West End Restaurant. We appreciate that. And uh, with that, I'm going to send it back to Steve Giggle running a board for me this morning. And uh, we will be back with our first coach. Right after these messages. Wanna
0: make your home a more comfortable place, but don't think you can afford a top-brand heating and cooling system? Well, Carrier has the right solutions for every budget. When you turn to LeakTe Brothers, your Carrier Expert, they'll show you the full lineup of best-in-class home comfort systems and help you pick the one that best fits into your home budget. Because in this economy, who couldn't use a little more comfort?
2: Hi, this is Kent at Leakty Brothers Plumbing and Heating with a very simple philosophy. Show up on time, do what you say you'll do, and if there's a problem, fix it.
0: Leaky Brothers, 251 East Water Street in Bern. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you.
3: Thank you for making West End Restaurant in Decatur your dining destination for many of your favorite dishes. And now we're offering many new items. Hi, this is Jared, inviting you to enjoy our newest menu items, a Philly Steak Sandwich, a Reuben Sandwich, salmon on a cedar plank, stuffed grilled shrimp, West End grilled cod sandwich, baked sweet potato, breaded pickles, jalapeno poppers, and we still have our old favorite. So stop in and see us at the West End restaurant. Even though we print worldwide, we are most
0: proud of you, our friends, neighbors, and associates that make Mind's Eye Graphics a world leader in screen printing and embroidery. Hi, this is Greg Kitson, and on behalf of our staff and myself,
1: I want to say thank you for making Decatur and Adams County a great community to live and work. Please think
0: of us at Mind's Eye, 1019 West Commerce Drive, for all your screen printing and embroidery needs. If you can see it in your mind's eye, we can print it.
1: Welcome back to the Leaky Brothers Plumbing and Heating Adams County High School Football Coaches Show. And this morning I'm joined uh, first off by our Uh, newest of the three coaches that uh, have uh, been nice enough to come in and talk to us this morning at uh, West End Restaurant. Uh, Nick Hall, the new Belmont head coach. Uh, Nick, uh, kind of a rough start for the season for everybody, but a little bit rougher for you as uh, partway through your practices, you were uh, pulled off the field and uh, had to have a little two-week hiatus. Uh, We talked a little bit off air, but uh, what kind of things did uh, you try and do to keep your team dialed in and ready to go
2: uh, for week three? Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, we, I don't know, we were thirty minutes into our first pre- or our practice last Thursday and got the text. You know, hey, we're shut down for two weeks. So we pulled the kids off the field, went in the locker room, did whiteboard. You know, gave them some homework. Say, hey, we're gonna do three to four days of Zoom meetings here for the next week or so. And um, I mean, the kids, you know, it's boring. I thought it was pretty boring, but I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. You know, keep the kids prepared. Uh, the kids responded to it pretty well. I mean, we had most of the kids on the Zoom meetings during those days. Um, yeah, then we got the, the word last night. You know, we're coming back early on Wednesday, so the kids were pretty excited about that too. So so leading up to that, uh, what, what had your season
1: been going along as? I know that uh, I talked with Grant Mosier last night, and uh, it was kind of day-to-day. Everybody was thinking, you know, something's going to happen. We're going to lose it. But as a coach, you, you can't back off. You have to be ready to go and then uh, – you know, as you said last night, luckily, um, you know, everything worked out and they was able to get their first football game. So how did your, you know, you kind of got the job kind of late and you had to jump into it. Uh, how did that first half, the preparation of the
2: season go for you? Um, so, yeah, like, I, like you said, I jumped in late. I jumped in like two days before the first official practice, I think it was. <laughs> um, I mean, we just hit the ground running. You know, you, you can't – in high school football, you got to, you know, start and go and – um you know it was uh it was a weird transition that's for sure something I was not used to um but I think I picked up on it a little bit I mean the kids were pretty excited when they found out I was the new head coach and um you know we put our offense in put our defense in and uh but yeah i mean
1: you you pretty much have some most of the same guys you've worked with for the past we've been there six years now i mean pretty much the same crew of guys so you kind of sure. got a lot of uh uh familiarization with those guys but so you, you kind of guys knew what was going on right yeah
2: so I've been there I'm Trying to think 2015 was my first year with coach Getz um coach Meyer Daniel Meyer's been there since 2015 Josh Butler um I brought in Trent Bussey this year um but yeah and I coached all these seniors when they were freshmen some of the juniors so I mean I was pretty familiar with most of the kids. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in that aspect of it, yeah, it was a pretty easy transition, I guess you could say, because the kids are used to me, used to my philosophies and used to what I'm what I I'm wanting them to do and whatnot. So, yeah. So, on the, um, you know, strategy-wise, I mean,
1: did you just basically take some of the stuff that uh, Coach Davis had from left year, last year or had you guys had some plans to make some changes to do a little bit different, even though you didn't know that
2: the uh, transition was going to take place? Um, I would say our um, our strategies and – stuff like that are a mix between old school and new school. So, yeah, some of it's from Davis, some of it's from Coach Bergman, some of it's from Coach Getz, some of it's from Coach Burkholder. I mean, it's it's just pretty much a big old old school, new school type offense. Um, the defense is a little different last year, a little bit the same. Um, our offense, we're, we're, we're a running team. We're a triple option team. We'll always be a triple option team. Um, we don't have those guys. You know, you can spread them out. And, throw the ball around we don't have those kind of athletes and you know maybe one day we'll get those athletes and if if that's the case we'll start throwing a little more but you right know, now no, we don't
1: that's that's kind of a challenge I mean in, in high school football it's not like you're have a professional team and you can go out and draft the players you need you kind of you set an offense in and then you look and say okay this is the the tools I have to work with and these tools aren't going to work for that op, that uh, offense I'm gonna have to move something around I mean um, I know they've we talk kind of off air you got uh, some uh some pretty decent skill players coming back uh, who are some of the people that you really look to fill in when you get started here in
2: week three um i look for you know john allman aiden ford Gabe roman uh joe laughlin conrad dyer guys like that that have been around the program here for a few years that uh, guys that i've coached guys that i mean they know my expectations out of them um but now i look for a big year out of those guys especially you know john allman aiden ford They're Sophomore, junior, then they're pretty much going to be running the offense. I don't know who's going to be playing quarterback yet. It's going to be one of the two. Um, they're both great leaders. They both work hard. They've been in the weight room working hard, you know, since all this stuff happened. So
1: so what do your numbers look like this year for uh, kids that have come out?
2: Uh, we're right around 40-ish. We started my first day was at 21. So we're up to about 40 right now. So
1: uh kind of a younger team i think you get uh, quite a few freshmen in here don't you we have 14 freshmen so maybe what you can do is you do like uh coach Graham Ozier did uh, you take those those freshmen uh, last night he told me he has five freshmen that started four years ago and they're seniors now and they've they've played uh, all their four years of varsity and sure and those kids are tough now
2: yeah the, he has a really talented team down there at south Dam, so <laughs> that group of seniors he has that's something that's pretty special um i look for them to go pretty far this year um but with our freshmen, I we're playing a freshman schedule. We'll have uh, our first game against – I think we're actually going to be playing Norwell, probably the first freshman game. But they don't have a freshman team, so we'll play a – it'll be like a C-team game. But other than that, we'll be playing a strictly a freshman schedule. I'm, I'm hoping to keep my freshman off the varsity field for this year be, just because of the conference we play in. When we're, we're playing some grown men in our conference. Our conference is pretty tough. You have the east Nos the leos you know, the New Havens that have guys that are 6'6", 260 on their offensive line and right now our freshmen can't handle that and they know they can't handle that um I just want to get them some high school experience you know playing in the freshman schedule so
1: you know you, you get kids out to play football you don't want to scare them off or you don't want to hurt them that that right off the bat so it's kind of an even mix but there's some of those guys you're gonna to have to lean on to get some quality varsity time out of though
2: Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll have some of those. Some of them will play some special teams. Um, but right now, they're three and four in the depth chart maybe. Um, our offensive line not the um, – we don't have the most numbers on our offensive line right now. A lot of our freshmen are all are linemen. So, I think seven of the 14 are linemen. We have a couple freshmen that we – that could see some time maybe on the offensive line. Um uh, I don't want to see them say, yeah, they're going to see time, but they could. Yeah, I mean, we you know from
1: playing, you know, small school football, it's like with your numbers out there, attrition could take some of your kids out. And some of those kids may have to step up midway through the season or, sure. or sooner than that. But uh, it's also one of those things that you you got to have them ready to go and uh, having them play some uh, C-team games or uh, to get them into that, uh, get them used to uh, high school football is, is one of the
2: things you need to work into that. Yeah, so like I said, uh, those freshmen are – they're they're new to the high school scene here, so they're. I want to get them the most experience they can playing CT games, freshman games. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> a couple of them might get some some varsity playing time on Friday nights, playing some special teams like kickoff, kick return, something like that, just so they can get that experience. And like you said, you know, being a smaller school, I think we're the smallest school in our conference, so our numbers are not always like how East Nobles are. Our numbers are always like even Norwell, um, but that's the goal is one day, you know, here four or five years to have those numbers back up like that so
1: and then i know that uh you're a local guy that you've been on the team for you know you've played football in a dfl you were one of the leading guys uh, on that state championship team and uh, you brought some of those guys in to help you coach now and uh how how do you lead into uh a a new position here looking for support from the community to kind of help build belmont football back to
2: where you want it to be uh I mean, so far, the community support's been fabulous. I mean, as soon as it was announced, I had people reaching out, calling and texting, messaging me on Facebook, Twitter, you know, all kinds of things, you know, just giving me their support, which is awesome. I mean, people don't think of Decatur as a football town. They think of us as a wrestling town or a baseball town or something like that. But there for about 10 to 12 years, we were a football town. I mean, we were pretty successful for those that, that decade there. I mean, we won three – sectional championships we went to state you know i mean we won a conference championship in 2015 i mean we were pretty successful and that's what we're looking to get back to is that same thing are we going to go 14-1 every year probably not i mean like i said the conference we play in it's a pretty tough conference i mean if we can get back to winning and fans supporting you know obviously this year fans can't really come besides the seniors um but yeah it's so far, the community support's been great.
1: So, You know, I asked Grant that question last night before the game. It's like, you know, kids are here to play football, and sometimes they have the blinders on, and they don't they don't really know what's going on outside this, the stands. But they know that the fans are there. And, I mean, a lot of times uh, small towns will get behind their teams. I mean, they are big crowds, and I just want to ask him if he thought that would be a detriment not having thing uh, fans there. And he said he felt it would, but uh, it's something you got to do. And, um, they're just lucky to be playing football. Everybody's lucky to be playing football, and uh, you
2: take what you get, I guess. Yeah, and uh, right now, we're not lucky enough to be playing football. We lost our first two weeks here. So yeah, like, like Grant said, you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, if there's no fans in the stands, there's no fans in the stands. Um, I know for our home games, it's only four parents per senior, but if you go to Columbia City, I saw some of their highlights, they had a packed stand, so yeah. it's, it's different county to county, and um, you just got to do what you got to do, and yeah, I'm looking at the uh, picture in the front of the
1: uh, sports section this wearing, They they unveiled their new stadium last night. That looks pretty nice, and uh, their fans on the uh, home side they're they're pretty packed. So every every school's a little bit different. Rules are different. I know that South Adams last night because they're part of the Adams County uh, rules. Uh, they had four four fans per senior and a no visiting crowd. And I looked over and there was. There was three bus drivers from Winchester sitting on the other side. It's all that was there. But uh, I mean, it's it's kind of an unusual time. I know that uh, we were selfish talking about. Gee, we want to play sports. You know, this was very serious. People were sick, and many people died from it. So it's like sure. you don't want to look past that to say, "Oh, I'm only just focused because I'm upset because I ain't going to play sports." I mean, the the rules have to be there to be safe and to keep everybody healthy. And and we take what we get for sports, and and hopefully people
2: can adapt to that. Yeah, and um, like you said, with sports, pretty you know we're pretty selfish wanting sports back. But some of these kids, that's all they have right now, sports. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing they had to lean on, you know. Um, I know our kids were pretty bummed whenever I told them last Thursday, hey, we're we're shut down for two weeks. You could tell. I mean, they've been working hard for these last two and a half weeks, three weeks, whatever it's been. And to tell them, that, hey, we're shut down until at least the 31st, I mean, they were... They were pretty bummed. You could tell in their face that hey, we've been working this hard <laughs> now we're now we're shut down. So, but yeah. So when you come back, what do you get this week
1: uh, to get in preparation? So you come back this Wednesday, you say Wednesday. Yes. So you get about a week and a half before you get into your first game. I mean, how do you make the best use of that time to get them ready for game th- uh, week, game one of week number three?
2: Well, uh, Wednesday we're going to be going over a lot of special teams because we have had. <laughs> About zero time to do that. Um, we'll be going over special teams for more than half the practice, probably. And then, you know, we got to jump right into going through offense again. I mean, we're starting back over pretty much. And we got to cram all that in there in a week and a half. Um, like I told, was telling you off the air, hopefully the kids have been going through looking at their plays, watching film, um, you know, just preparing from where we're coming back. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll jump right in and do special teams. We'll do some offense, do some defense and try to have some kind of little scrimmage since we haven't really even played
1: anybody so well i know that the technology has changed a lot since i was in school and since you was in school it's been a little bit different but uh with uh, the technology to allow to have meetings so you can have contactless um stuff you lots
2: of text a lot of uh, video i mean aaron bergman he's my o-line d-line coach um he played four years of it trying that's uh, coach bergman's son aaron was it was actually our ball boy on our state team. (laughs) So, uh, it's pretty awesome. He's coming back and helping out. Um, uh, Josh Butler, he's been on, I mean, he's like the veteran of our staff. He's been on since before I was there. Um, I mean, he's just been around Belmont football for a long time and he loves Belmont football. And, um, he was going to step away this year. Then whenever I came on, he's like, Hey, I want to come coach with you. So he's, he's coming on. He's helping out. Um, he's, O-line, D-line, linebackers with, with Coach Meyer. Um, then Drew Butler, his son, he's he's on. He's helping out with the O-line, D-line and he's going to help out with the freshman team. Um, Tom Montgomery, who's also the head baseball coach, he's our um, wide receivers coach, DB's coach and he's the, the freshman head coach slash uh, offense coordinator for the freshman team. Um, Joel Frederick, he's doing O-line, D-line. He's a uh, the only guy on our staff that's not from decatur he was brought on by coach davis um, about a month before the season started so um i don't think i'm missing anybody i'm
1: talking talking here with uh, coach nick hall the new uh head coach of the belmont braves and uh i know that uh the the season kind of started a little a little rocky um personally for you what did it take for you to decide yeah i've been an assistant coach uh do i want to step in a head coach i I think I heard the uh, the response was pretty quick. To come back to uh, Mr. Maness that uh, yeah, I'll take that.
2: Yeah, so um, I knew once I you know leaving Belmont going to IU, um, I I um, worked for the IU football team for three years down there, um, and I knew I I wanted at some point to go back and coach at Belmont. Um, I'm from Belmont. I'm from Decatur, born and raised here. plan on not planning on never leaving you now. I'm a, I'm a Decatur guy I'm a Belmont guy um, and once C- Coach Gets me the opportunity 2015 to help coach I'm like yeah this is what I want to do and uh, you know once <laughs> once um, Dale has offered me the job I mean I talked to my wife before he went in I said what if he offers me the job she's like yeah take it <laughs> so he offered to me and I mean I think he knew I was going to take it um, because it I me, mean, I don't. He was more like, Hey, you want to be the coach? Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that it was a pretty easy decision for me. I mean, I, we, me and my wife talked about it for a little bit, you know, and she gave me the blessing to <laughs> go, go well, ahead with it. So, I mean, we'll talk to these other two coaches when they
1: get in here, but uh, I tell you what, they, um, high school football coaching is not an easy job you don't do it for the money you do it because you love football yeah. and it's like it's it's a tough job i mean i know some of these guys that they work all year long prepping for football if you're not in the weight room you're you're doing things to looking to see what you're going to do for next season and and when you play your last game you start working on next season and then you know there's that kind of preparation that kind of uh, uh hard work you have to put into it but it's it's what you do because you love it and that's the that's the sport you're in and and i think a lot of coaches in other sports do the same kind of thing don't they
2: yeah so i mean like you said off season as soon as the season ends you're preparing for the next the next year um you're going to clinics you're going to different camps and stuff like that listen to other coaches talk um i mean everything you get you're stealing it from someone else just like in any other sport um like i i mean i coached last two years softball with 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 any music, B- uh, so um, right now I got to figure out, hey, am I going <laughs> to keep on doing that? But because um, there's that the whole spring season and whatnot, you can do for football. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're preparing all year round. You're you're recruiting. Like in my case, I'm re- I'll be recruiting kids all year, trying to come out and play, um, getting those those kids that I, I don't know if I'm a player or not to hopefully get them out there and play. So yeah, it's it's a year round thing that, like you said, it, you don't do it for the money. Uh, if you're doing it for the money, you're in the wrong gig. So, you
1: know that I've, I've talked to some coaches, and they say that when they, they actually sit down and figure out their time, they're making less than minimum wage. So, I mean, you're not doing it for the for the yeah. money, but you're doing it for the love of sport. And then you talked about recruiting. Uh, you said that you, after you uh, took the position, you had some some kids pick up that uh, came in and uh, decided to step up. And uh, you think that that may uh, increase as the season goes
2: on as well. Um, I actually have three or four kids that are, are supposed to be coming out on Wednesday as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I picked up, I pulled in three kids that didn't play last year that played their freshman sophomore year that are playing their senior
1: year now. Well, um, that's that's good. I mean, that that happens. I mean, it, they did not have success last year. Uh, sure, yeah, that, Coach, yeah. Coach Davis was a guy that was not a Decatur guy, not a Belmont guy. He may not have got the support from some of the kids. But, uh, like I said, uh, they say, oh, here's Coach Hall. We
2: know who Coach Hall is. Maybe we'll come out and play for him. Yeah, so, I mean, I think being a Belmont guy that helped out big time, um, like I said, we had I think there was three or four of them that came out, and then uh, there was a couple kids that came out just a couple weeks ago that were playing other sports. So right before their sports started, they decided they are going to come play football. Um, but, but they actually, I mean, they played, like I said, their freshman year or their sophomore year, and then they decided they weren't going to play anymore. Um, but, yeah, I think being a Decatur guy, a Belmont guy, it gives me that, that edge that, you know, hopefully I can pull some more kids in playing and whatnot. So,
1: well, I appreciate your time. Uh, I know that you didn't have a game last night and it kind of upsetting to try to start into things, but, uh, you'll get a week and a half of practice in and, uh, hopefully we'll get on. And I think we've changed our schedule around. So we're going to cover that first Belmont game of the season. Since we had to switch off, we're going to have Belmont, uh, Adam central Belmont, South Adams first two weeks of the season. So we're going to rotate our schedule around a little bit, uh, to make up for that. But I uh, do appreciate you coming in and, uh, West End's kind enough to offer us breakfast here, so when she comes in, you know, make sure you get your breakfast and. Uh Coach Mosier has uh, joined us here, and we'll go away for a break, and we'll come back right after these messages with the uh, head coach of the, Am- uh, the Southam Starfires, Grant Mosier, right
0: after this. Want to make your home a more comfortable place, but don't think you can afford a top-brand heating and cooling system? Well, Carrier has the right solutions for every budget. When you turn to Tea Brothers, your Carrier expert, they'll show you the full lineup of best-in-class home comfort systems and help you pick the one that best fits into your home budget. Because in this economy... Who couldn't use a little more comfort?
2: Hi, this is Ken at Leakty Brothers Plumbing and Heating with a very simple philosophy. Show up on time, do what you say you'll do, and if there's a problem, fix it.
0: Leaky Brothers, 251 East Water Street in Bern. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again it's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you.
3: Thank you for making West End Restaurant Decatur your dining destination for many of your favorite dishes. And now we are offering many new items. Hi, this is Jared inviting you to enjoy our newest menu items, a Philly Steak Sandwich, a Reuben Sandwich, Salmon on a Cedar Plank, Stuffed Grilled Shrimp, West End Grilled Cod Sandwich, Baked Sweet Potato, Breaded Pickles, Jalapeno Poppers, and we still have our old favorite. So stop in and see us at the West End Restaurant.
0: Our dedicated professional
3: staff can
1: move your sort of idea into print reality. Hi, this is Greg Kitson from Mind's
0: Eye Graphics at 1019 West Commerce Drive, Decatur. And I know how sometimes you know what your screen printing should look like. But, well, how do you get that image on a shirt or a blanket
1: or a towel? Here at Mind's Eye Graphics, we make your idea real. Stop and talk to one of our staff, because if you can see it in your mind's eye, we can print it. Welcome back to the Leaked Brothers Plumbing and Heating High School Football Coaches Show for Adams County. Um, also, our sponsors, our hosts, uh, Adams Memorial Hospital, our breakfast served by West End Restaurant here this morning, Mind's Eye Graphics, Adams Woodcrest, and Graeber Insurance, also other fine sponsors of this show. And uh, I've been joined by the head coach of the South Adams Starfires, Grant Mosier. And Grant, we talked in the field before the game last night. and uh, you're probably one of the happiest guys that you get to be playing football because uh, you and I talked a couple times this summer, and you were you were really scared that
4: you weren't going to play. Well, yeah, it was. There's so many such an, an emotional roller coaster all the way back from March, where everything shut down. The seniors last year don't get to finish their spring sport. We get into summer, and and you're hearing different things. We're going to play. We're not going to play. Different mandates coming out from the governor. Uh, we get into August, and you're in different states. I think like 16, or 17 states now have, have now moved uh, football to the spring. Uh, big Ten shuts down, I mean that happened, I, mean, I thought we were done for sure with Big Ten going down, but some, somehow some way we made it to friday night you know the the big Ten
1: shutting down, people think oh they're not going to play foot. Do yeah. you realize the money involved oh, oh in, my. i mean if the if the state will shut down and give up that much money. I mean, it's it's amazing, and the fact that uh, little high school sports still get it going is really pretty surprising,
4: isn't it? It's crazy. So when that happened, I thought I remember I was texting Coach Con over at Bluffton, and he's like, "There's absolutely no way we're going to play now with Big Ten going down. Purdue and I, you aren't going to play. but We're going to play high school football." And then even 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 this week, you see you see schools shutting down because they have cases with the contract tracing, the contact tracing, and all this stuff. And then LaVille got pulled off the field Thursday during practice, and then even I think last night about about four uh, o'clock, I think it was uh, maybe it was Ron Colley, maybe. At, they, got, they canceled the game at, at 4 o'clock last night even because of some stuff. So we were just, again, just such, such a blessing to be able to to, be able to play during this pandemic going on. So well, what kind of preparations
1: did you do uh, getting ready for this season? I know there's medical things you have to do. You have to do some testing on some yeah. kids. And then along with that, you have to get ready to actually play football on the other side of the scale. I mean, the kind of a balance you're not a medical guy. You're a high school. Football I, should, I coach. should be maybe. Yeah, maybe. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah,
4: it's almost. It's, I'm getting used to it now. But I mean, it was very. It's very strange. First couple of days of school where you, you have every single kid. My, my daughter. My daughter Harper now is first year in kindergarten, and she's wearing a mask at school. So you, it, the first couple of days are pretty strange. But now two weeks in, it's starting to get more and more normal. Getting used to it. Um, as far as football goes, we we do like you said, we do. Health checks every single day at practice with, uh, we go through some questions of how they're feeling, different things. Uh, we do the best we can with distancing during, uh, water breaks. They, we can't, we can't uh, give them any water. We have to tell their own water bottle, things like that. Um, even on the sideline last night, we did our best. It's hard, this is hard, but trying, trying to keep three, for three to six feet apart. But they want to congregate so bad. So I think we're going to put in their names maybe somewhere on the sidelines. So when they come out of the game, that's where you're going to stand. I did notice that. It <laughs> I mean, I was I think the coaching last night. I was trying to keep them spread out on the sideline. I think
1: your brother was just moving them down. <laughs> and then they had, like, cones set up. We and, tried. Supposed, and, I mean, I, I, the coaches, the officials are not going to hit you for being outside the little yeah. box. Cause yeah. It's, like, spread out. But, I mean, you were, like, I you don't know, probably 15-yard line to 15-yard <laughs> line. And
4: the kids are standing. Here's this one poor kid standing all by himself down there because he's – Can't d- talk to his friends. <laughs> But it's, so this year, the, the, the players are allowed to go ten to ten. Normally, it's uh, twenty-five. So coaches tough to stay in the box still, but players can spread out a little more, more than normal. But but just things like that. So the bottom line, they're just happy they're back playing football. Um, getting getting to the normal a little bit because they've had a, obviously we all have but a rough four months where some of these kids need football. I mean, they really do. It's all they have. Uh, it keeps them going. Their social aspect, things like that, and keeps them. Uh, Keeps them healthy mentally, so so as well as physically. So, it's uh, again, just we're just so happy that we got got through week one. We're hoping, hoping and praying we can keep going.
1: Now, uh, we mentioned uh, during the game last night, the first half last night just seemed like it took forever. I don't know if your score clock wasn't running time right. I mean, it glitched <laughs> off and on a couple times. Yeah. But it seemed like it was a long first quarter. And I think David and Nathan clocked it. It was an hour and 17 minutes for the first quarter, for the first yeah. half.
4: I was surprised when I was driving home. It was about 10 o'clock. I said, wow, I've been here about three hours, which is a little strange. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, it was. We we scored three times in the first quarter. Uh, offense came out and, and played for kind of pretty well where we, where we left off. Um, James Arnold again. What can you, you can't say enough about him. Twenty two for twenty eight, and they uh, they dropped they dropped uh, six even eight in coverage sometimes. Gave us a three two look, and I was really proud of Christian Somerset last night. Teams are going <coughs> to give it. Teams are going to do that to us all year and drop defenders. So we have to be able to run the ball. And Somerset last night took the low twenty one carries, one hundred thirty five yards. I think he had about six and half, so about six and a half. Uh, yards per carry. So if he can do that all year, we'll, we'll be we'll be in heaven, maybe more of a uh, dynamic attack. Being able to go through the air and run the ball will be just fine. I know that
1: uh, you guys uh, really will perform very well in the first half. And then second half got in a little bit of penalty problems. I mean, yeah, you went a little like, bit. You went to, at one point, I think you were 10 penalties for like 90 yards or something I like that. I think we
4: ended with 15, which is yeah. an absolute <laughs> joke. And The first thing I told him after the game was we're going to lose to Cass. We have 15 penalties because Cass is a good program. Um, historically they they have a tradition they run the wing t really well um so, so if we have fifteen penalties we're going we 're going to some trouble and it's just it's the worst times too so we have holding calls we we faked a punt last night and we successful with that fake punt and we get a holding call and we have to punt it then and um personal foul with with a, on a sack that was on third down game of first down things like that just in a in a, in a, against a really good team you' you 're going to be in trouble
1: you know that uh, a couple of those, and they're the they're the flags that you see landed are thirty five yards away from the play. Exactly they're yes. they're play their penalties that happened that didn't have to happen. They had no bearing on the game. Yes, um, I saw late in the late in the game a couple of uh, flags were that didn't get thrown because the guy looked at the score clock and he's like, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah, call that. It could be more. You're right. Yeah, so it would have been more. But uh, I mean, nice uh, first uh, game of the season for you. So like I said, Somerset, I like, think had three touchdowns. Yeah. And, uh, um, Arnold was able to scramble around and set up and there was there was times when he had almost too much time to throw the ball on your offensive line held out pretty well yeah. but uh, other than that uh, take the first half as your game and forget about the second half sure. I think you're pretty pretty happy with the success you had in that first half
4: yeah we, we were um Winchester they have, they have some pretty good skill kids they're mostly juniors the quarterback's pretty tough I thought our defense played fantastic uh I think we held them to 80 yards rushing, and they average I think we looked at it last night before the game, and they averaged. They averaged 270 rushing yards a game last year. Um, other than that, we we had one long run where they snuck around the corner for about a 50 or 60 yard touchdown early in the, in the first quarter. But other than that, our defense played really well. Coach Steiner did a good job with adjustments, as he always does. Um, changed changed, changed, some, changed some things after that. After that touchdown run, where he moved some personnel around, um, switched some guys, changed our defensive front. Um, but again, he's one of the best with adjustments in game, Coach Steiner, our defense coordinator, uh, but it was, again, our defense played really well. I think Austin Gornier, our D-tackle, his four-year starter now, led the team in tackles. He was all over the place. Um, uh, Jake Platt did a good job at linebacker, playing inside backer for the first time. He, he moved from the outside backer spot um, where he played sophomore and junior year, but our defense was fantastic last night.
1: I think uh, you talk about that one long run. I think that uh, he was down the sideline, and the guys were pursuing him, and they thought he was going out-bounds, and not to get called for the uh, the uh, late hit on the sideline, I think guys backed off, and he kind of snuck down the line, and by the time they realized he wasn't going out-bounds, it was too late. I mean, because that Orchid, yeah. was, he had good speed. I mean, he, he was, was good. He was a quick little back, and, uh, and so that's the one you say, okay, we'll mark that enough to him. Maybe we just didn't play that very well, but uh, you come out, you know, 41-8 to eight is the, the final score of the game, so the, I don't think the, the win was ever in jeopardy, but... Uh, uh, a good game overall for you, and I know that uh, you looked for uh, James Arnold to throw the ball, and he threw the ball very well. And like I said, some of the passes that uh, were incomplete were the fact that he just had too much smoke on him and the guys couldn't handle yeah, it went yeah. through his hands. I mean, some of the short pass, I mean, he, he throws the ball pretty pretty hard, and your guys have to be
4: ready to get the ball when it gets to him. Well, he he did not practice uh, until Thursday this week, actually. we played, we played Eastbrook for the scrimmage engine there. They're, they're a program we almost want to be kind of as, as they've been in state three the last four years. They do everything right. They're very disciplined. They have some talent and speed. He took a big hit uh, in the scrimmage, and his shoulder was really hurting him, so he didn't throw the ball at all. Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday last week came out Thursday. It was still hurting him, but he threw the ball a little bit. And then he comes out on Friday and 22 for 28, <laughs> 350 yards. So he's just a competitor. Um. I, think, I,
1: think he was, I think he was 14 of 14 for the first time. <laughs> was drop. he? I didn't even notice yeah. that well. Wow. He, he was 14 wow. before he had a drop. Yeah,
4: and he's got a lot of, don't get me wrong, he's, got, he's a great player, but he's got a lot of talent around him, too. Drew Sussman, absolute great receiver, good speed. He had seven catches last night, and we were just kind of taking what they, what they gave him. They were playing 12 yards off him, so I think we threw five or six quick outs to him in a row, just trying to get him in space and get him going. Warner's, he's got Warner's, same thing with him running quick outs with Warner the whole time. But uh, we were taking what they gave us. They played. They had four safe, four high safeties playing about twelve yards, which you have to do against us with with James and the, and the weapons we have. So once you do that, we can take what you give us. I know that
1: the w- the one touchdown he threw across the middle, and you had two guys crossing in and yeah. and and they kind of stole the ball from each other. It's almost like playing center fielder trying to think if the right fielder yeah. or the center fielder going to take it. And it's like and uh, I think Warner ended up taking it, but it was right <laughs> in Stutzman's hands at the same time. And they kind of looked at each other like, "Well, you caught that when I get the next <laughs> one." And,
4: uh, that was a. Uh, the play where we both were in double twins and, and the X and the Y both run deep, uh, run post, and it's supposed to be a quicker pass, so they don't run into each other. But it was I don't know if they're I don't know if they're covered earlier. What happened? But it ended up being a, kind of a long ball, and they they were both right there, and both both guys beat their defender. <laughs> luckily, luckily, they didn't fight over it and, and lose it. But yeah, it was a nice catch by Aiden. But both guys played a good game, and, and we have so many weapons there with Trey Shock, and then Brayden Bixler had a couple catches. Nick Miller, obviously, we're trying to get more and more touches. We gave him we're getting him in the backfield now a little more, have him run the ball some too. Um, James, our O line again. James uh, said this, James is a four year starter now, and said this is the best O line he's he's had. And, um, with Big Hearn, calling Big Hearn, Brian Hernandez is a four year starter on the O line, 200, 260 pounds, a big kid. Um, Carter Lewis our left tackle anchors our line. He's a three year starter. He's been fantastic. Sam Plattner, our center. Um, Jake Plattner, we moved in his brother his brother from uh, fullback to guard, and then Braden Gilbert on our from our basketball team the center on our basketball team. So we we have a really great offensive line, well coached by Coach Lehman. Um and that and that makes and the James James you can tell James is feeling more mobile than ever last night. He had four or five times where he escaped the pocket and, and stayed behind the the the, the uh marker and, and made great passes downfield. I know that uh, I gave
1: uh, Big Hearn a little bit of jazz on the radio last <laughs> night because I don't know if he was injured or what, but he was off and he was he was on the other side of the, the fence and he was headed for the restaurant. I gotta, I gotta I say that I gotta say <laughs> and I told him I said I told Dave Nathan, I said I don't know if Hernan her realized the concession stand's not open. <laughs> I think that Coach Mosier sent him for a hot dog. <laughs> <what we're> <laughs> sent for a hot dog, and he's like, go get a hot dog. Uh, and he's like, no, the concession stand's not open. But he, he's a fun, fun kid.
4: Um, he, uh, Yeah, he, second quarter comes up. It's a, it's a pretty tight game, and Coach, I could go to the bathroom. <laughs> I've never had a player <laughs> ask me that before. <laughs> he's just a kid that's so funny. Um, he, he, said, he said, you better go. So we're ready to go on offense, and I'm like, I hope he gets back here soon. <laughs> he's in the bathroom, yeah, it's He's a fun kid, though. We have a couple of those kids they are they're just fun to be around. You no, know, we
1: talked about those seniors that you have that uh, they got thrown in the fire, you know, four years ago yeah. when they were freshmen, and you've got five or six that played a lot of football as a freshman. And, and now there's those seniors. They're the they're the anchors of your team. And I tell you what, when I go down on the field before the game and stand amongst those guys, you got some big kids down there. And those those seniors are big. I mean, you stand next to Smil- Nick yeah. Miller and
4: you stand next to Hearn. I mean, you're a pretty good sized guy, and they some of them make you look small. Yeah, uh, Big Hearn finally found. Uh, we haven't we had an old uh, cowboy neck roll in the in the equipment room. He put that on now. He he looks like college. He looks like a, a college football player. He's He's only about six two six three, 6'3", but 260 pounds and, and well-built. But we have some big kids, yeah. you said and then five of those kids have uh, started as freshmen. Somerset started as a freshman on defense at outside linebacker. He's about 120 pounds. Um, Miller's about the same size as a freshman, but he's playing both ways. Austin Gorney started as, as a freshman on defensive line, uh, Big Hearn, like we talked about, and then James as a quarterback. So Five of those kids have played four years of, of varsity now, and, and you can't, I mean, varsity experience is so valuable, so having that that back is just huge for us.
1: I know that uh, most of those guys are some skilled in the skilled positions, but uh, what do you have for kids? I mean, you, you don't want to be, you know, Adam Central a couple years ago had like 19 seniors, and you think, oh, yeah. they're not going to be able to reload, and then they come back last year and have, have a pretty good season. What do you do to reload behind that big group sure. of seniors that graduate next year? So
4: that's a that's a very big fear we have. So we, we've talked about that even from last January is looking, looking forward uh, past this year. We have we have a strong junior class as well, led by Aiden Water and some other kids in there. But right now we have some low numbers in the sophomore and freshman class. So the first couple of days of school was <laughs> getting some recruiting with the freshman class, some guys we need to get out, um, not playing right now, and I think hopefully we'll get them here. And in, 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 even not this year, it'll be next year as sophomores. But that's a very that's a very real fear. A small school, you go in those roller coasters where you have talented classes, and then you have classes that are not as talented, not as many numbers. So trying to keep keep that uh, going is 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 a uh, Hard sometimes some of, the, some of the advice that I got was pretty good I thought it was on the down years you got to find a way to be 500 um so we'll, we'll see what happens but again we're just trying to enjoy this year right now
1: I know that uh one of my neighbors that walks the the uh the neighborhood uh Brad Weber one of the local lawyers is a big football player and he and I have talked and when uh Nick got the job he said well how do you think he's gonna do and I said oh and 10 is a mark to beat so
4: yeah yeah <laughs> he I, I texted him right away and said he's gonna get he's gonna get kids out um, kids are going to want to play for them. That's, that's one of the main things. You get kids to get into your program. That's probably The hardest thing to do. So once you get over that threshold, um, everything else take care of itself.
1: You know, if if you come to a, a fantastic coaches show like this and you get free breakfast, yeah, right. I mean, that's just that's just. That's the why I coach. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> when they when, when the job opened up, I said I, I want to coach because they have free breakfast on Saturday mornings. Now put this put this into your GPS. So you remember where it's
1: at? Next <laughs> I need week. to. I need to. You're right. <laughs> Decatur's a big town. <laughs> Grant, say so he got lost in Decatur this morning trying to find a place. With <laughs> so, Grant, you you talked about uh, Cass. I mean, you picked that game up because uh, you were supposed to play Belmont second week of the season. How how do you pick that game up, and uh, how how do you prepare for a team that you really didn't even think was going to be in your schedule in about
4: two weeks? Yeah, and well, it's going to be that it's going to be that way all year long, possibly with teams shutting down midweek, things like that. Uh, even even last week we had Eastbrook and we we had Blackford for the scrimmage up until Wednesday, and they only had uh i mean 22 kids so we saw eastburg's open and, and we switched uh the scrimmage on on wednesday and coach Steiner went through tuesday already preparing for blackford and said we went we prepared for blackford and now uh they're out so we gotta we gotta adjust midweek and, and put a new game plan in so it could be that way all year long Cass is a, we saw they're open that's we were excited about that they're a great program like i said they're 11 wins last year 11 and two one one a sectional in two A. beat pioneer twice last year um I was looking this morning, and I like, I like the, to be on the John Harrow website quite a bit, and he has all the mathematic equations and things, and they have us right now. Uh, they predict games, and they have they have Cass winning 38-14, so we're going to have our hands full. Um, it's going to be a good a good mark for our – a good challenge for our kids. I hope we're up to it. Um, what do
1: you look for um, later on this season when you get around to Adams Central? They yeah. they had a pretty good team last year. They came back and uh, did well, uh, took you out in the regional game. uh what do you look for for your county foes?
4: Sure, they're they're incredible. They bring everybody back for the most part. Um, Hirely is an incredible running back. I think Curry's one of the most underrated players in, in the area. Um, the way he can change direction, his speed, and he's, he's just good on defense too, um, playing playing in the defensive backfield. So. That, that game's a long way away. That, the The funny thing about that game we've talked about is right now with the fans being allowed, there's that, that's going to be an interesting game with people trying to sneak in, I think, and trying to line the fences and all this stuff, maybe scalping some tickets because someone allows, I don't know how many four, seniors are allowed four tickets each right now, and that's going to be one of the biggest games in the state. So it will be an interesting uh, atmosphere for sure. Well,
1: I did notice that uh, legal or not legal, there was a uh, row of <laughs> lawn chairs yeah. on the street out there over on the other side, but... Uh, Looking in to watch, uh, people going to do what they need to do, and uh, yeah. there's also talk that possibly one of the farm fields in Adam Central may have some bleachers set up in it. There but <laughs> uh, but uh, um, I did hear that uh, uh, Curry first first place some scrimmage last night, ran for like a 50 yard touchdown. That so surprised I mean, me one bit. Yeah, you know, he's he's got good speed, and uh, he's one of those guys that uh, you know that when they had uh, the other guy a couple years Macklin, ago, yeah. Macklin was just the, yep. that shifty runner. Uh, I think uh, Macklin's a little more shifty, but I think uh, Curry's got that that out and out speed of run away from you.
4: Yeah, and he's, he's still he's still only a junior. I mean, so he, he was doing stuff as a sophomore even last year. So they, they have they have a lot of talent. Um, again, we're going a week at a time here. Uh, our our goal right now is we want we want to win win each week, but we want to win the conference again. That was a huge force last year, first time winning conference, and I think it was 26 years um, back to, all the way back to like '93. So that's kind of our goal again this year is trying trying to win the conference. It only happens one game at a time. So um,
1: for the rest of the season, I mean, you just you just hope and plan and things go along. And uh, what do you do to keep your kids healthy and uh, do your distancing and those kind of sure. things? Uh, how do you, how do you run your practices any different than you did in the past? Yeah, and,
4: and again, it's just any any day you could get news that football is going to be done. You get news the school is going to be done any day. So it just depends uh, what's going to happen. It's just and, it, and it's it's a uh, it's good for our kids maybe to have to be able to adapt like this, because it's good practice for life, just being able to be flexible and and how you can respond to adversity. And this is these are tough times we're living in right now. Um, and, and it's just again really cool that we have the chance to do what we love um, all weekend on Friday nights and be able to play a great game of football. And and the support from our community has been incredible. We have so much community support, even. even Last night, I mean, we only have so many fans there, but we, like you said, we have people lining the street out there. We have a student section out there, and they can barely see the game, and they're loud the whole time. Um, we have cars parked in the parking lot watching. And, and I mean, I got I, think I got 15 or 20 text messages after the game congratulating me, just people that weren't even there. But uh, Spare Time lanes was showing the, with the webcast, and I think they had it on like the filling station, places like that. where People are getting together and doing, doing watch parties. So it, we just have so much support right now for our, for our program and our school in general, and it's just a blessing to be able to coach there. I know that
1: uh, things like the Indianapolis 500 that WZBD is going to carry on the air tomorrow, a lot of places have done that. They've lifted the blackout uh, yeah. uh, for Indianapolis. I mean, that's the kind of thing that around the state we've had to make adaptions uh, adapt for. And uh, uh, sports is a a small part of our life. You know, with everything mm-hmm. else going on, you have to be serious about it and uh, make sure that uh, you tell your kids, hey, if you're out in public, if you go to the store or something, you you need to wear your mask. You need to You need to follow these rules because – one person in your team could take out your whole team and you could end your season. Yeah. We, we told our
2: team,
4: no, bel- no, dating any Belmont girls right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it, 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 we, it's absolutely true. Especially, we, we talked to our team about being safe and how serious this really is. And said, if you're feeling sick at all, stay home. <laughs> stay home. Don't come. We don't, we don't need you here right now. Getting other people sick. Um, if you're sick at all, stay away from your grandparents, man. Don't don't go don't go visit them. You don't want to be responsible for anything to happen. So just be safe and be smart.
1: See, the problem with it is, I I've known I know two people that had it, and their symptom, symptoms were both different. So I, I had a doctor's appointment one time. I talked to a doctor about something else, and he said. You know, you can have five people, they have all five different symptoms, and they all test positive for it, so you don't know. So just when you think that you may be okay, I mean, you hear a lot about a lot of people who are really super sick, but a lot of people don't even feel bad. I mean, a couple of days, they're kind of off, so you could uh, be infected and not even know it and spread it to your your team. Yeah, exactly.
4: Especially with, most, for the most part, it sounds like kids uh, can have it and not even know it, like you said, so we just got to be careful. And And then as soon as you spread it, it just takes off like wildfire, so... Even even in our meetings, we try to uh, spread out in our meetings, which are hard. We have kids; we're wearing masks in our meetings, team meetings. We try. This is, this is hard to even small things like so. There's so much research that you read, and sometimes contradicting one other things. But it's right now here, it can be in 15 minutes close together. So we try and sit, get up and change sheets every 14 <laughs> minutes, even sometimes during film and things like that. Just small things that hopefully we we can
1: get through this. You know, I I work in a factory, and uh, yeah. we have a we have a like a little temporary station outside, and they come in every morning. Every person that comes in the door is asked a list of questions. They get their temperature taken, and then all the procedures are taken in, in the area. Our lunchroom, if you think about your lunchroom. Well, we had to break up our lunchroom yep. and take part of our factory and turn it into a lunchroom because you can't have people sitting within six feet, and they took all of our concessions out. So, maybe we have there's no vending or anything, so everybody's got to pack their lunch, and everybody has to adapt to it. But yeah. it's something you got to do because, uh, you know, High school football is one thing, but industry is another. And when you're making yep. money, things like that. So it's uh, it's something we have to look at across the whole board, and uh, just a whole different way of life for us. I think
4: our our admin's been incredible. Um, our, our superintendent uh, Michelle Cloud, has been fantastic going through this, and, and our, our nurses at our school <clears throat> Amber Steiner and Haley Provost. Just the way they've put every, all the uh, all the stuff, all our practices in place, the way we're going doing things. It's just so different. Like so we have virtual learning, so we have blended learning now. So every every period that I teach. We have I have about 20 kids in class and maybe four or five kids online on the iPad watching at the same time. So it's just such a different time. But like you said, it's, it's good to be able to adapt and be flexible and just uh, roll with the punches.
1: Now, I know that uh, I I didn't hear what South Adams rules are. I know that uh, Belmont is you can either be at home or you can be at school, but you can't switch back. So once you start start yeah. that first year, what are the what are the plans for South Adams going through? I believe
4: right now South Adams you you can switch back and forth, um, which has not been a problem yet at all. But it's only been two weeks, so we'll see. Um, the, the nice thing about it is if you have a kid who's sick, they, they we're already online, so they don't miss any days. They're, they're home sick, and they can still turn on the the computer and watch watch me teach on the iPad. So that's that's a huge advantage, I think, going forward. I, you know, I can see this even being a thing where maybe it takes off after this is over, and kids are sick, you still just turn on the iPad, and they can watch yeah. you teach in class.
1: Well, I know that uh, industry has changed a lot. A, yeah. When a lot of these companies went to uh, work from home, work from home is the new policy, and, and there are some companies that said, we're not going to go back. I mean uh, – if you work from home, you're going to work from home from here on out and if the technology allows you to do that and your business doesn't suffer from it, i mean that's that's one way you can do it but yeah. uh it's it's just a whole different way of life that we have to get used to and uh um people like to think that uh, you're selfish going you to play high school football but yeah. you have to remember about the other people that uh, that have been affected by it and uh, it's it's a serious thing and uh, we take what we get and uh, and uh, you adapt accordingly. Yeah, i, I think
4: there's so many different strong opinions about high school football, whether you play – even even school in general, should we be in school or not be in school. I, I, again, we talked – we said earlier, I'm not – I'm not even close to a medical expert. People are way smarter than – Dr. Ainsworth is much smarter than I am. Um, and people uh, – a lot of people are smarter than me, actually, <laughs> in, many, in many fields. But uh, um, just just uh, being able to adapt. But, but high school football is, is so important. And I don't think you – some people don't realize that until you actually – Go through that, and the lessons you learn from that, and th- with just uh, adverse, going through adversity, facing adversity, like we said, rolling with the punches, um, some of those things that that you just teach you life lessons. Um, so again, we're just I can't I can't say enough times how lucky we are that we are in this spot right now. Where we have a chance to play because there were, there were so many question marks. Uh, my, my wife had to be, was so tired of me in the summer because I read a tweet and said, oh, we're done. And she said, shut up. <laughs> and then I had to read another tweet and said, hey, we're going to play. And she said, go outside. Go mow the yard again or something. Leave me alone. Because I was so, Twitter was bad. Reading Twitter was bad this summer because there's so many different things. You hear news and different things would happen. But, yeah, again, we're just happy that
1: we get a chance to do what we love. And I think she's right. I think sometimes you just have to turn it off because yeah. if, if you listen to the media, they'll spin it 10 different sure. ways. And it's like, They'll, they'll give you the information they want you to have and not mm-hmm. not all the facts. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm concerned because, you know, I'm a wrestling guy. Mm-hmm. Wrestling is a lot closer contact sport than, than football yeah. is. It's yeah. like, so what has, happens to wrestling? And there hasn't been a lot of news out there. There mm-hmm. hasn't been a lot of rumblings about it. So I guess what the IHSAA is waiting to see is what happens with these other sports. I mean, Definitely. they're talking, you know, golf. Mm-hmm. You can play golf and you can social distance pretty easy. Yeah. So start the golf season. Uh, cross country, those kind of things. I mean, that. Uh, soccer is, uh, has a little more contact. But um, I did hear the state officials say that uh, at the end of the year last year, they think they were overzealous and just canceled everything, point yeah, blank. And it's, and it's like maybe this – and they said that they're going to start back in this spring, uh, this fall and say we're going to be smart about it and we're going to cancel what
4: we need to cancel and not just throw a blanket over yeah. everything. Well, we, we even talked a little bit about the Big Ten and the, and the money they lost. The SEC I heard lost – I don't know if the number, numbers right here, but I think it's about half a million dollars from not having – Uh, baseball and softball season and and track. And then they said if they don't have football. And those are low-money sports. Yeah, and they said if they don't don't have football this year, I think they lose about another million. Um, So that might put them, that might bankrupt the HSA. Now, I don't think they're the ones making the decision right now. It's, again, the governor and and health officials that I think are making the the calls, which is awesome to let us play. But uh, if we we didn't have it, I think we'd be in trouble with uh, high school sports in general in, in Indiana.
1: Well, I'm going to take one more break here and I want you to hang around because Coach uh, Michael Mosher hasn't showed up, but we're going to take one more segment here and we'll come back with uh, maybe a quick wrap on some of their games that took place last night and uh – We'll be back with uh, more football talk right after this.
0: Shouldn't a home comfort system make you completely comfortable? Leakty Brothers is a trusted source for everything you need for home heating and cooling. When you decide to repair or upgrade your home comfort system, Leakty Brothers can advise you on your air conditioning, heating, and indoor air quality needs, from maintenance to repair to installation. Going with Leakty Brothers is a decision you'll always take comfort in.
2: Hi, this is Ken at Leakty Brothers Plumbing and Heating with a very simple philosophy. Show up on time, do what you say you'll do, and if there's a problem fix it
0: Leakty Brothers 251 East Water Street in Burn Get in, get out, get better. Get healthy in every way. For all your non-emergency medical needs and minor injuries and illnesses, Adams Memorial Hospital offers stat care. Staffed with people you know and trust, Monday through Friday from 7:30 a.m. to 8:30 p.m. and Saturday and Sunday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. with no appointment necessary. Patients should use the emergency department entrance for this safe, convenient, and affordable care. Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners.
2: You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent, someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs, and will be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent.
0: See me, Mark, Toby, or Barb at Grayburn Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn, and North 13th Street in Decatur.
3: Thank you for making West End Restaurant in Decatur your dining destination for many of your favorite dishes. And now we're offering many new items. Hi, this is Jared inviting you to enjoy our newest menu items. A Philly Steak Sandwich, a Reuben Sandwich, Salmon on a Cedar Plank, Stuffed Grilled Shrimp, West End Grilled Cod Sandwich, baked sweet potato, breaded pickles, jalapeno poppers, and we still have our old favorite. So stop in and see us at the West End Restaurant.
1: Welcome back to the Leaky Brothers Plumbing and Heating Adams County High School Football Coaches Show, hosted by Adams Memorial Hospital with breakfast served by the West End Restaurant here this morning for our first time this season. Uh, also sponsored by Mind's Eye Graphic, Adams Woodscrest, and Graber Insurance. Once again, games around the area. Last night, Adam Central was a 42-12 winner over Fremont. Carroll took out Bishop-Lewers. Central Noble defeated West Noble. Clements City defeated Cherubusco 38-0. Angola defeated Kekalb. Um, Concordia over Southside. Northside over Snyder. Northrop over Homestead. Bishop-Dwinger over Wayne. Eastside over Heritage. Norwell over Jay County. New Haven over Garrett. Bluffton over Northfield. East Noble over Plymouth. Whitco took out Prairie Heights in overtime by a score of 22-20. Warsaw defeated Huntington North. Wawasee took out Lakeland. Our game of the week last night was South Adams 41 versus Winchester 8. Leo took out Woodland. Once again, some of the uh, highlights of last night's game. Kristen Somerset with three rushing touchdowns. Um, James Arnold, uh, two touchdown passes, one to Stutzman, and uh, actually two to Stutzman. Um, Overall, good game for our first week of the season. Um, because uh, Belmont is not playing week number two. Our game would have been Belmont versus South Adams. We've switched, and we're now going to cover the Adams Central versus East Side game, which will be from the hangar in Monroe. That, that is our plans as of right now. So um, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, let's stay tuned next week on Friday night, as Dave Nathan and I will be at the landing strip, uh, Rick Minnett Field, and uh, take on uh, – Adam Central versus East Side in our game of the week. So, once again, I'd like to thank both coaches for coming in this morning and talking to us. Uh, I'd like to thank West End for providing a breakfast for us and thank Steve Gagel for running a board for me back in the studio. And with that, we will talk to you next Saturday morning at 8.05.